What's up, guys? It's Little D from FMF. When I'm not mixing gas and hauling ass, I'm listening to Big MX Radio. We can't expect that everyone is as passionate about racing as we are. can't expect that everyone is able to hear the silent call of the sea at 5am. Not everyone possesses the ability to smell the difference between rich and lean. Nor the ear to differentiate the bark of two cylinders from four. It would not be fair of us to assume that the world understands the yearning and overwhelming compulsion that we have to push through pain, angst, frustration and failure. Some people might not understand the desire to test physical limits conquer fear, or to tangle with the forces of gravity and physics. But we don't make products for them. We look to the future but embrace our past. We study. We analyze. We race on Sunday so we can innovate on Monday. We exercise trial and error religiously. Through our commitment to the pursuit of perfection, we learn. How to make products for the people that are capable of dedicating everything to sport. Whether there is a championship involved or not. Alpine stars, one goal, one vision.
25 Molo here from Grunball. Keekly does that far sideways. Brian, the game is down. This is a sharp left-hander. Who's going to shot? Looks like Darcy Lange on that Richmond Gallon Kawasaki gets the jump. That's where it all started. Big MX Radio, brought to you by Fly Racing USA, is on the air. Fueled by passion, focused on motocross. W Wheels USA, Moto Ice Wrap, Viral Goggle Bread, and Maxima USA make it possible to bring you the news, the interviews, and the point of views inside the sport of motocross. The gate's about to drop on Big MX Radio. Welcome to the Fly Racing Big MX Radio Podcast Show brought to you by Justified Cultures, Traction MXC Covers, and Moto Ice Wrap. I am your host, Brad Gebhardt. With us on the line, we've got the big boss of the hot sauce, goes by the name of Matt Weller. Matt, how's it going? Fantastic, Brad. How are you? Hey, not doing too bad whatsoever. And uh, I got to say, my friend, after uh, uh, a, a good number of times uh, begging you to come to the uh, the Millville race and, and uh, guilting you into coming to it, I got to apologize, man. I wasn't in attendance, but you were. Uh, yeah, it was, it was a great day. I thought it was going to be a swamp all weekend, and it turned out to be a pretty good, uh, pretty good weekend. No kidding. Um, like the, the the prairies are known for uh, some hot, humid days, and followed by thunderstorms in the evening. And you guys definitely had it. Uh, any of the like the amateur events and stuff like that. Actually, I'm kind of glad I wasn't down there to get absolutely poured on, uh, as far as that goes. But uh, um, I had to. I was working evenings all week. I was able to watch the races on Saturday before I had to go to work. But uh, it was pretty exciting. And you were uh, you were there at Spring Creek. Tell us a little bit about. Uh, uh, your, your trip up there and uh, where you were watching from throughout the day. Well, the trip up was pretty pretty easy. Um, ran into very little rain on the way up, so we kind of missed dodged all the storms. Um, didn't didn't make it to the track in time Friday evening, so we were there early Saturday morning, and it was pretty soggy. Um, they uh, actually trucked in some gravel and was making making roads for people to drive on and things like that. But um, the uh, practice and qualifying was pretty soupy in some places and definitely was giving the guys some troubles. And uh, you know, I basically just spent all day walking. You know, I walked the entire course multiple times, just taking pics and bids and just uh, trying to get a you know vantage point from every place I could. Absolutely. That's my favorite part about going to Nationals is just uh, putting on the hiking boots and uh, and putting in uh, 8, 10 miles for sure as far as uh, the distance and just taking every, every perspective you, you can in. And that's exactly what you did. I believe uh, you had a, a bit of a, an app uh, tracking your activity and uh, 8 miles and uh, about 19,000 steps. Yes, yeah, sure was. I uh can tell it the next day that was for sure but yeah it was it was great and i made it to the the top of mount martin for the first time in all the years i've been there and that uh quite the sight that's for sure 
Absolutely. Uh, I went uh, went up there last year uh, with my with my photo credential, uh, going up and just uh, taking in the entire track. Um, an absolute embarrassment of riches as far as uh, weather, elevation change, and and soil that 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 Spring Creek has really makes for a great national. And uh, there was also some great racing. We're going to talk about the 250s first, but uh, before that, we've got a little bit of an announcement to make uh, on behalf and uh, very very much thanks to the people over at Vertex Business. Yeah, we got uh, got a pair of tickets I want to give away for the Washougal National this weekend. Um, I guess first first two or the first person who can email into you um, what OEM manufacturer uses Vertex piston as a OEM piston. So there's five or six to choose from. So we need two of them, and first person to do that gets a pair of tickets. The very first person who emails me at bradgebhart88 uh, at, at gmail.com uh, will, like, if you're able to name two of the manufacturers that uh, use a Vertex Pistons as the uh, uh, the stock hardware on their motorcycle will be awarded those tickets. And, uh, yeah, as soon as this podcast comes out, which is uh, like should be uh, around 6 p.m. Monday uh, Central Time. But uh, um, really excited to talk to you, my friend, a guy who was on scene and, and watching these races. What were your thoughts when uh, we're talking about 250s right off the hop? Let's talk about our points leader a little bit, uh, a guy that had a pretty eventful day. Uh, what were your thoughts when you saw steam pouring out of uh, the number 16 machine, machine and uh, some pretty intense moments before he was able to limp that thing home in sixth or in eighth, rather? Well, through qualifying, I didn't see much out of him, so I didn't have much to go by. Um, I was standing over in the whoops when I saw him come by the first time and thought smoking. I could tell it wasn't steam just from kind of where it was coming from. Um, didn't exactly know why it was smoking for sure. Um, and I was definitely nervous for him, you know, you could, and you could definitely see in his writing that he was limping the thing along. But, uh, you know, he had a few DNFs last year. He definitely DNF that track last year. Yeah. Can't say I'd be surprised if something major would have happened, but, uh, certainly glad it didn't. Absolutely, and honestly, salvages the day. Uh, in fact, even uh, gains two points on his closest competitor. Obviously, loses a few to uh, some other guys in that first moto, including uh, your first moto winner, uh, Joey Savacci. But uh, um, like the, the guy just seemed to uh, assert his will. It goes eight one on the day for Thoder overall. Um, when things went bad, they went good as far as bad went. So uh, uh, if that's going to be if that's going to be the worst uh, scenario for for Zach Osborne, I don't think uh, this championship's anywhere within reach for anybody right now. No, not not at this point. Not uh, he can't even he can't even have a bad day it seems. So I'd say uh, might as well call it his. But I mean, we got some racing left to go, so anything yeah. can happen. Absolutely. There's still, uh, I believe, eight motos to go, four rounds, and uh, a couple of tracks that uh, are tricky. And like you said, last year he had plenty of DNFs. I, I think they've sorted out that those issues, but... Uh, um yeah, hate to just uh, hate to hand, hand over a crown before it's uh, uh, been 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 earned. But um, barring some sort of miracle or uh, like some unforeseen circumstances, Zach Osborne is looking uh, poised to collect uh, his first outdoor national championship in the in the 250 class, and uh, there's a good chance that he's going to be able to defend it next year. 
Yeah, for sure. Definitely, um, definitely going to walk away with it, I think. And the way it sounds is he definitely wants to run the number one plate and defend it next year, not jump up to the 450 class. That's killer. Well, uh, it, it seems it was like the, the the other 250 races uh, just seemed a little bit um, like like with Joey Savacci winning the first moto wire to wire takes the whole shot and runs away a huge marked improvement for a guy who had been struggling for about a month. But uh, his second moto performance where he uh, he got the lead uh, had it ripped out of his hands by uh, Zach Osborne and basically just left behind that kind of left a little bit of a sour taste in his mouth. You saw when he came across the finish line he he put his hand in the air but kind of not really all that excited about it. Um, Alex Martin goes two four for second overall and I, I don't think you like a fourth place in a, in a moto, whatever we considered a, a super awesome day for, for Alex. And then you've got Jeremy, the, the other hometown guy, uh, going 4-5, which is, uh, although like anyone would love to be in the top five, uh, that, that's a guy that is looking for moto wins every time he goes out there. So uh, in a lot of ways, a lot of so-so performances, even inside the top five. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I, um, I tried to watch as much of the A qualifying as I could. And, you know, going into it, knowing that it was going to be a little muddy, I had honestly thought AC or Clessinger um, would be, you know, the moto winners of the day, especially with Dean's Thrill coming out and grabbing the, the, the fast qualifying time. I kind of thought, you know, if it stayed muddy, that he would probably be the one that would, uh, would walk away with maybe a 1-1 or, you know, want to do something like that. But, uh I uh, saw the track start to take shape, and I knew it was going to be a you know a, a different track by the time the motos came around. And you know, I can't say that I'm shocked that Joey won. I'm shocked that he went um, one two. Yeah, he's he's in he's in ton he's in great shape, great bike. Uh, it looks like he, obviously they figured some stuff out with the settings and whatnot. Uh, I'm I'm just surprised that he was caught so easily and left so easily in that second moto. Uh, kind of takes a little bit of a wind out of the sails of what like it's still a first overall in the day. Um, but uh, yeah, just a just a little bit of a sour spot at the end there. I watched him late in the second moto, and he just he looked like he was laboring. I I took a short video of him once in one section, and he just he looked like he wasn't even trying. And really? I mean, at that point, Osborne had enough of a lead that I didn't think there was any way he could catch him unless Osborne would go down. Yeah. And I think he might have been just you know slowing down, just riding a smart race, maybe. But he definitely looked like he was beat. For as, sure, as no, rough it, as the track was, I yeah. could definitely see it. You know, it was it was a man's track for sure. Definitely, and uh, it, it uh, jumped up and bought a bit a lot of the riders. Uh, some guys having uh, tip overs and crashes, and just uh, just ha- having a hard time getting around the track. Which, for a fan, for those in the media uh, to watch it, actually is it's really entertaining. In the fact that uh, um, it, it's making it look hard out there when these guys are just holding it wide open and making it look easy. Uh, a lot of times, that's a not good for passing, and b um, there's just there's it, it, there's not a like it adds a little bit of a human element to it to see these guys uh, struggle a little bit but uh, nevertheless I think that uh, um, uh, Joey Savacci can take some some momentum going into a place like uh, like Washougal, Washington this weekend, uh, on, like, after winning this race, uh, hopefully he can, uh, like, string some races together here because, um, really, as far as the points race goes, um, I, I'm just looking for a 
good racing at each event going forward because uh, as far as a title chase, uh, like I said earlier, barring some sort of a miracle, it's uh, not looking like it's going to be the case. No, and we've had several different winners now. I mean, it's yep. not like it's been been just a, a runaway for Zach by any means, but you know, it, it's been a good season in my opinion. Oh, for sure, I, I totally agree. The only uh, the only guy that kind of uh, leaves me with a uh, an eyebrow up is Adam Cincirillo, uh, a guy that I uh, everyone's just kind of been waiting on to to have those uh, those rides that he enjoyed uh, as he when he first came on the scene, and the same rides that he he enjoyed as an amateur. Um, just a pedestrian six sixth performance, and uh, he got shuffled back late in the moto in the uh, in 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 the second moto. It just seems like. Like, uh, the kids rolling around out there, just kind of searching for things a little bit. Yeah. Um, Joey had said they'd done some pretty extensive testing over the last week. You know, so I don't know if they're trying different settings on different bikes or what they're doing, but I have a feeling going into Washougal, I think you'll see both um, AC and um, Savachi up towards the front. I think they're going to have a, a late season charge. Definitely, uh, it's it's been uh, the wheels have come off the cart altogether for Justin Hill. Uh, he he wait he basically dominates the Western uh, outdoors or Western Supercross rather, uh, and then uh, goes come comes out and uh, I guess maybe like too much focus on Supercross, any number of things, maybe lack of focus on outdoors. He has absolutely dismal results for a factory-level rider uh, for the first seven rounds of the series and then jams a wrist and and sits out uh, of, of round eight in uh, in, in, in Millville. Uh, just an absolutely butt-ugly uh, summer for, for, just, for Justin Hill uh, rolling into his hometown race. Um, like, I, I, I hope that we see him on the line for, uh, for Washougal, Washington. But honestly, uh, it just seems like the guy's struggling so much. Uh, he almost see, wanted to see him go back to the drawing board and, and uh, come out uh, in 250 Supercross next year because I, I think that's where he's going to end up. Yeah, he's just going to have to worry about coming back and defending his title at this point. Yeah, it just seems uh, like a, a big bummer. Obviously, uh, m- missing uh, Austin, Austin Forkner out there was also a uh, a bummer as well. Wish him all the best. With, like, any concussion issues are, are, are serious issues. Uh, is there anyone that kind of jumped off the page for you that had uh, an uncharacteristically bad or an uncharacteristically good day uh, this, this this last weekend? Well, I've got a couple of them. Um, I guess first one, I would say... Um, Brad DePringer, he's a local native of Iowa. He's just uh, about 20 or 30 minutes outside of the metro here. He uh, qualified for his first ever outdoor national and went 30-32 for 33rd overall. So that was a pretty solid day for a, for a local guy. That is pretty that, That's pretty solid. And we'll, we'll get into another local guy in the 450 class. But, uh, um, yeah. To, 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 I would yeah. say... Um, uh, Jerry Robin was, I, I was expecting big things out of him, just kind of being a local track, and he went 38-39. So i kind of disappointed in that ride. I don't know what happened. Um, you know, tried to watch him a little bit in qualifying, didn't uh, didn't get to see him a whole lot. So I don't know what happened. I, I'm imagining that was probably a bike issue of some sort. Um, I know there's been issues with uh, the 
uh, the Blue Buffalo team keeping bikes together in the past. I don't know if that was the issue, but uh, I'd have to look further into that. I, didn't, I don't even think I saw him out there during the motos. Um, so maybe that that's a, that's a qualifying problem that uh, bled over to the races. One guy that kind of jumps off the page at me, which is a guy that uh, uh, was a, a, an amateur, I wouldn't say phenom, because he, he kind of bounced around the A-class for a little while before turning pro, was Nick Gaines. Goes uh, 17-10 for... Uh, for 12th overall on the Traders Yamaha, um, a guy who a lot of people kind of written off just for his up and down and mostly down performances uh, of his rookie campaign. And even as a uh, coming in his last year of amateur, spent a lot of time on the ground. But uh, the kid seems to be figuring it out a little bit, consistently putting it in um, in in right in with a lot of guys like uh, Chase Sexton, Sean Cantrell, uh, Mitchell Harrison, Colt Nichols, all kind of, that's the guys that are around him are the same guys that were kind of in his graduating class from, uh, from Loretta. So uh, like he, he's right in the mix with those same guys. I gotta be honest with you. I wasn't even on my radar and didn't (laughs) even, didn't even see any of that race or, you know, his results or anything. So I guess that's a apologize for that one. But uh, definitely, it was a solid ride with the first moto with a nine. That's pretty awesome. No kidding. Uh, Colt Nichols, the fact that uh, he, he's coming back from two different leg injuries this year, including a, a knee that's still not 100%. Amazing to see him go 10th overall. Um, a 7 8 for Dylan Ferrandez, a quiet day for him. Uh, I would have thought that this was a track that he would excel at, uh, kind of a sand mixed soil, uh, kind of just hold the throttle wide open, uh, kind of matches his style. Um, do you, like, did you see anything from uh, the Frenchman that uh, would have told us that he, he wasn't going to have a good day? I think what I saw in qualifying, if, if the track would have stayed muddy and not dried up, he would have done a lot better. Okay. Um, some of the guys that I was around kind of were hinting that he was going to be the, the kind of like the black sheep to come out and uh, or the dark horse, I should say, to maybe take a win away. And I, I didn't, I didn't see that from him in qualifying, but I definitely thought he was going to run up front a little bit more than the seven eight. But uh, yeah, I mean, he looked good. I mean, he's definitely got speed. That's for sure. That he does. All of the 250 riders have speed, and uh, we'll, we'll get right back to that speed right after these messages from Bill's Pipes, as well as Fly Racing. Hey, everyone. Let's take a break and listen to some commercials quickly, then we'll be right back to the podcast. Thanks for listening. FlyRacing.com is the home of quality and innovation. The design team at Fly tirelessly rebuild and retool premium lines like the Evolution 2.0 and Light Hydrogen with features like zipper lock to prevent closure failures and EVO's BOA technology, which ensures the perfect fit. Complete your protective gear combo head-to-toe with Fly Racing F2 Carbon MIPS Retrospect and Fly's entry into the premium boot segment with their sector. All products and colorways are available at FlyRacing.com. Justified Cultures is the kind of apparel from the moment you put it on makes you feel like it was made just for you. Quality, comfortable apparel designed for and inspired by the live what you love lifestyle. Woven throughout the moto, desert, skate, and surf culture of Justified is the desire to celebrate human achievement, to inspire and create a modern lifestyle brand reflecting today's generation. Zach Commons, Matty Jesse, Phoenix Racing Co., Dominique Daffay, Cody Matichuk, and John Short are just a few athletes who don Justified Cultures clothing. 
Passion needed a clothing line to speak to the way that it lived each day. So we created Justified Cultures. Navigate justifiedcultures.com to easily view over 40 individual styles to help you make a statement every time you step outside. As presenting sponsor to Big MX Radio, lock in promo code BIGMX17 when checking out at justifiedcultures.com to receive 30% off your Justified Cultures clothing. Express your lifestyle with Justified Cultures. Live what you love. What's wrong, Jeff? I don't know, Jay. Well, you better fuel up with a nutritious breakfast with oats and bran. Oats and bran? I didn't think there was such a thing. That's what I used to think. Now, I start out every morning with a bowl of Amigos. For extreme kids like us. That's what I call fueling for the big ride. Hey, kids, start out every morning with a fat bowl. Hey, this is Alex Ray. I don't know if, why you're listening to Brad's podcast, but I'll be back on soon. Hey, this is Zach Cummins. All you hosers, quit listening to Nickelback and jump on over to the Big MX Radio Show. Hey, guys, this is Kate Clayson, and not only do I blow uh, Alex Ray's doors off in the track, but I do it at K1 speed, too. WUSA is your one-stop shop for quality wheel sets in America. All of the best components built for the toughest conditions. Hit up WUSA.com, that's D-U-B-Y-A-U-S-A.com right now, and check out the custom wheel builder selection. Pick your rims, pick your hubs, pick your spokes, even pick your nipples, and see what it's going to look like on your bike. On the website, you'll drool over components like XL and DID rims, talon and kite aluminum hubs, Galfer and Brembo brakes, and spokes that take a licking and keep on ticking. The same wheels that you buy are built by the same guys we're building wheels for. Ryan Dungey, Jeremy Martin, Chad Reed, and the entire Geico Honda team. And I kid you not, they are not told whose wheels are whose, they just build amazing products. And I want you guys in a set of W wheels. So do what I did and head to WBYAUSA.com today. WUSA, all things wheels. Hey, Big MX fans. Thanks for listening to this podcast and hope you're enjoying it. I want you guys to head on over to TractionMX.com. TractionMX is the place to get your seat covers for any bike that you have, whether it be a Husqvarna, Kawasaki, Suzuki, Yamaha, KTM, you name it, these guys have a great seat cover for you. They're durable, they're flashy, they're eye-catching, and they're one of a kind. The reason why they're one of a kind is because you design your own. You pick the fabrics, you pick the ribs, you pick the everything all the way down to the stitching uh, color that they use on the seat cover itself. Traction MX is your one-stop shop to set your bike apart from the herd 110%. These seat covers start at just $69.95 American, and uh, the average turnaround is a one to two weeks. One to two weeks from now, you can have a bike that's looking completely different than it does right now. So head on over to TractionMX.com, start shopping, start designing, and make something special like for you today. 
going viral with Viral Brand. Viral Brand is setting its sights on being one of the leading brands in the extreme sports market, from supercross to snowcross and snowboarding, and everything in between. Viral Brand is working hard to not only bring you premium products, quality eyewear, and killer style, but award-winning support with every sport. Head on over to theviralbrand.com and get tinted lenses, clear lenses, 10-packet tear-offs, and goggle bag for only $59.99. Viral Brand products are available in the U.S., Canada, and Australia and used exclusively by the Barn Pros Racing MX Home Depot Yamaha team for the 2017 season. Go viral with the Viral Brand. Hey guys, Bill's Pipes is back, and that means the return of legendary performance. Two strokes, check. Four strokes, check. Since 1974, they've been tuning power at its finest for motocross racers, off-road racers, you name it. For you two-stroke lovers, the MX2 Bill's Pipe exhaust system is flat out the right choice to make. Nickel works, and the brand new cone look is the right system for the job. When it comes to four strokes, Bill's Pipes brings the RE13 to decimate the field anywhere, anytime. So if you want the same pipe used by Billy Leninovich, Sean Collier, Vicky Golden, and the entire Barn Pros Home Depot Yamaha team, head over to Bill'sPipes.com today and never settle. And we're back. Big MX Radio Podcast Show still here with Matt Weller breaking down the 450s from uh, Spring Creek National this weekend in Millville, Minnesota. Uh, I wasn't able to attend for the first time in about three years, but the guy with me on the line, Matt Weller, he was in attendance, taking in all the action from 35 minutes plus two uh, laps on each class. And uh, this, as far as the, the battle at the front, pretty boring race, but everywhere else there was, there was lots of excitement. Uh, Marvin Muskan goes 1-1. That's, that's who we're going to start the conversation with. Uh, Matt, this was a pretty dominant performance. Safe to say that knee is spreading pretty good. Yeah, I don't think there's any problem with the knee at this point. Um, he looked great all day long. Um, Got to say, uh, shame on me. I, I didn't didn't expect a one one out of Muscan. I didn't didn't honestly expect a, a top five performance out of Muscan and I was definitely wrong on that one. Yeah, no, I I um I, I definitely I kind of pencil him in for top three just about every weekend just because of his talent level is just that high. But uh to walk away from uh both Blake Baggett and Eli Tomac and of course they had their issues on the day but um Credit to him. Took the late lead early in both motos, walked away, and uh, just kind of went away and hid. He was just basically he was a non-factor in the races because he was just winning them. He was gone. Um, consistency with a three-three ride uh, gave Dave gave gave Dean Wilson uh, his second podium in as many weeks. Um, like, is this something that uh, you had predicted from uh, from from Dean Wilson at the beginning of the year? Obviously, he started the year as a privateer, but started the Nationals as a full-blown uh, uh, factory rider. Um, is it just a case of uh, kind of getting back into the swing of things, of, of being that front-level rider that uh, has allowed him to kind of capture lightning in a bottle two weekends in a row? Yeah, from our, um, our uh, 
uh, outdoor national intro, I kind of predicted that he was going to be a, a sleeper pick, and he's definitely doing that. Um, you know, three three for second overall, fourth in points you know, too. Yeah, he was third last weekend at uh, Southwick, or I guess two weekends ago at Southwick. Now he's second, and all he's got left is that top step. And he was looking good that first moto. He was he was charging. I mean, he was just hammering through the whoops. I mean, he was looking so good. And at one point, Barsha was gaining on him, and he just wicked it up and just pulled away from Barsha. But uh, unfortunately, nobody had anything for uh, Marvin. So it was it was a race for second place that day for sure. No kidding. And uh, and it's, it's kind of ironic that the, in a race for, th- for second place, a 3-3 ended up getting it. Um, and the fact that uh, Eli Tomac, uh, second place in the in the first moto, he uh, by the time he got to uh, the front of the pack, uh, Marvin was pretty much gone, and he settled for second. Second moto, however, uh, I believe it was late on the, either the first or second lap. A, a pretty scary moment for the guy. Uh, goes down hard, but uh, slashes through the pack up to uh, fifth. And uh, basically, at that point, uh, he had gone as about as far forward as he possibly could have. Uh, he ended up passing Cole. Sealy with about four or five, uh, like maybe, yeah, about three or four minutes to go in the race, and um, that was it, but good enough for third overall, and uh, total damage control, even uh, picked up one point over uh, his closest competitor, so uh, uh, just like the 250s, uh, the, the points leader, maybe not the best day they're ever going to have, but on if you can pick up points on your worst day, you're going to win a championship. Yep, for sure, for sure, I mean, that's, that's what champions are made of, I mean, he did the work, and I mean, it's paying off. Um, before we talk about Blake Baggett, whose thumb is uh, is not okay, it's a ri- it's a it's a ligament, and it's not going to get any better. Um, I, I leap over to your fifth place overall, Cooper Webb. Um, I can't imagine a more disappointing rookie season in the 450s outdoors for just about anybody. Um, there's a lot of guys that go out, go, come out, and they uh, like they, they at least they'll win a moto, or they'll take one single overall, or they'll uh, even lead a lot of laps. We haven't even seen Cooper Webb lead many laps this summer uh, on a and like like it's a factory level 450 uh, Yamaha. Like I, I know they're waiting on the two the 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 2018 edition, but like could, could that to that 2018 edition be that much different, that much more amazing that he's obviously going to turn into a, a moto winner on this thing. It just seems like this, um, a really disappointing year so far for, for Cooper Webb. And I think he'd tell you the same. I think you're right. Um, I find it hard to believe that that 2018 is going to be the ticket. Only time will tell. I mean, yeah, for sure. They're just, they're they're supposed to have it for the last three rounds, so we'll see. Um, you know, if he starts clicking off wins, then you know, yeah, it was it was all the bike. But uh, I, I just I don't know that there there could be that much difference between two bikes to make you know make him just start winning races like that. But we'll uh, we'll definitely see. 
Well, yeah, and like the fact that like we, like I know the 250 and the 450 are different motorcycles. They they share the same frame. They share the, uh, a different uh, different swing arm and different uh, subframe. But for the most part, it's still a Yamaha, and these guys get like so adapted to a particular bike. Like I, I can't imagine that there's um, like some ergonomics or, or physics to the motorcycle that are just keeping him from being uh, a podium threat. Um, I think that uh, I think he's just having a really hard time adjusting to the 450 life and uh uh for a guy who like uh, if, if you're gonna uh, just talk about um like salaries for a second a guy like dean wilson who is uh, head and shoulders above where uh, cooper webb's at and probably not making uh 10 cents on the dollar for what uh for what for, for what cooper webb's calling down right now and uh to me that really says something yeah oh definitely definitely i mean and on the Husky tent, you've got Jason Anderson. He's supposed to be their, you know, their premier rider. And, um, you know, Dean Wilson's pretty much uh, taking that over. For sure. Actually, the funny thing is, is for, for, for Husky, um, if you're, like, if you were thinking to yourself, like, yeah, we'd like to have two guys, like, somewhere near the top top five in, in most motos this year, you would have thought that uh, it's Dean Wilson at the kind of like as a, no, I wouldn't say a back marker, but on the on the, on the the back portion of that. And then it's Jason Anderson taking home uh, uh, podium after podium after podium. And uh, late here in the, 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 out, the Outdoor Nationals, it's Dean Wilson leading Marvin Muscan. Like as far as, um, I wouldn't say fill-in rides, but like secondary guys doing well. Um like they're they're the two top uh, uh, rock star athletes in the 450 class, and uh, they're ahead of all the Hondas. Um, and it just that that seems that, that to me just blows my mind. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Didn't didn't see it coming. Like I said though before, I picked Dean Wilson as a kind of a, a sleeper pick, but I definitely didn't see him being becoming like the guy for for the face of Husky. No kidding. Um, so let's talk about Blake Baggett a little bit. Second second place in the second moto. Uh, doesn't end up gaining any points on Eli Tomac, but uh, he's, he's obviously got still enough speed and stamina and can deal with the pain to uh, to be on the podium or at least damn close to it. Um, but uh, if if you if this if this thing's not going to get any better, which from all all reports say it's not going to, um, regardless of how many points he is behind Eli Tomac right now, of course, again, barring some sort of a miracle, uh, is he basically out of this uh, this championship hunt? I don't think yet. Um, we'll have to see how Washougal goes. If Tomac continues gaining points. After Washougal, I would say yes, it's probably over. But I think it's still too too close of a points race right now to just to uh, to give up hope. Fair enough. Well, it's uh, it's almost that time, my friend. I know it is. I believe it's twenty points right now, or damn close to it. Um, it's uh, it's it's really getting down to the wire as far as uh, anyone can do anything about uh, Tomac and the fact that uh, Marvin had those uh, like two two moto or his motos in uh, Southwick that weren't the best, and um, just like the the points he had given away with the knee stuff, and uh, it just seems like even when things are not going a hundred percent. Eli Tomac's way, they kind of still are, and it's uh, it, when it's your summer, it's your summer. It's just there's there's no two ways about it. Yeah, I mean, if he wins the championship, I mean, he he deserves it. Oh, he's, sure. he's put in the work. He's you know he's basically shown that he's you know he is the fastest guy right now. Just bad luck is 
kind of haunted him. Yeah, no, it, it's uh, that like he's he's had some bad luck in the past. He's had bad. Uh, yeah, he's he's lacked the ability to finish a series, um, but I think uh, like and let's not forget that he did not win the Supercross uh, uh, championship. He he led the points going into uh, East Rutherford and was and 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 coughed that up and uh, and, and stranger things have happened. But um, I see nothing but uh, speed from from Eli Tomac right now, and I think that uh, very much like. Um, Millville 2003, when uh, Ricky ended up winning both motos by over 40 seconds, uh, he lost the weekend prior to that. Actually, the first, the two weekend, two two weekends prior to that, and uh, basically just showed up pissed off and uh, and just just put a put a beating to the, to, the, to everyone. That's kind of what I suspect is going to happen in Washougal, Washington this weekend. Um, Eli Tomac uh, going in to make a statement. I can definitely see that happening for sure. Um, same same goes for Baggett, though. I mean, if he can if he can get a week off the bike, get that thumb a little healthier, I don't I don't see why Blake Baggett can't come in and just put the coals to everybody either. I think you you could totally be right, man. It's uh, it, it's all hinging on that thumb, unfortunately. And if it's not going to get any better, that's uh, that, that's going to be a, a tough moment. Um, Reaching just outside the top top ten for a second is uh, a local guy who you you snapped an unbelievable video of. I, I absolutely love it. it. It was just like it was the right uh, frame. It was the you captured the whole moment and just like the the sudden uh, ending of Henry Miller's uh, leading a 450 national. Uh, I believe it was his it was the second moto if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, and, it was uh, last moto of the day. Yeah, the last moto of the day, and uh, for a local kid who's he's still a pretty young kid, I think he's uh, maybe 18, 19 years old, and uh, he's on a 450 for budget reasons, goes out there um, and absolutely augers in that front end and just over the bars he goes, and he's sitting there with Weston Pike uh, in the dirt in the second corner, uh, or in the first corner, rather, um, just... Just, just looking at uh, um, a, lo- a lot of passing to do. Uh, he ends up going nine fourteen on the day, uh, but like that's a pretty like coming back to fourteenth place is pretty damn good for being on the ground after the first corner. But uh, take us through what you saw and that awesome video that you snapped. Well, I didn't get to see the uh, the whole shot because I was on the other side of the uh, the hill. Yeah. From the starting gate, which is why I was where I was at. I wanted to get a video of them coming around that second turn there. And he had a lead. He must have got a heck of a jump out of the gate. And he come around that corner and just tucked the front end and just yard sailed it. And, I mean, he's lucky he didn't get ran over by 38 other bikes or 39 other bikes. And Guy B from Vital MX, took an awesome shot from the opposite side of the track yeah, of him so. basically upside down in the air, still holding onto the bars. And for him to get back up and finish 14th was absolutely amazing. It's just, it's too bad. I'd like to know what could have been if he could have you know, led the first lap or even led a couple laps, you know, where, where would he have finished coming from dead last to 14th? I mean, could he broke, broke in the top five could he you know finish top 10 for sure 
Yeah, like I, I, I kind of see him. Like I don't think he would have fallen any further back than maybe eighth or, or ninth place. Like uh, if I look at who got eighth that moto, is Justin Barsha. Like I think I, I'd like to think that Barsha probably would have got him by the end of the moto, but um, I, I really don't think that. Uh, like I don't think Coop would have got him by the end of the race, or uh, Freddie Freddie Norton almost. I don't think he would have either, barring some sort of uh, um, just just like physically just blown up and, and, and getting too excited out there. But uh, it was pretty cool to see a, a young guy uh, uh, just like absolutely uh, yank a hole shot. Like that is that is exactly how you want to get a hole shot at your hometown race. And that's exactly how you don't want to go down uh, the, 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 the second straightaway of the, uh, of the track and just absolutely auger yourself in. But uh, um I'm sure he'll uh, he'll he'll take some uh, take some good part like he'll take some positive away from it. He's actually driving home right now. Henry Miller is uh, from um, to Club MX. He's driving to Club MX right now. I called him to do an interview, and he said I can't do it right now because there's no AC in my in my van, so the windows are open. And that just speaks speaks volumes to the the struggle of a, yeah. of a full-blown privateer, a privateer that has no AC in his van, traveling across the country, getting uh, top tens in uh, in local moto in uh, in in uh, his local national. That's pretty cool. Well, yeah, he's had two solid weekends. I mean, he did what ninth at Southwick or something yeah. like that. I mean, that is absolutely amazing. So top the 10. dude's got talent and. Uh, I was probably the most excited for that guy out of the entire weekend. Out of, you know, it wasn't Marvin going one one. It wasn't Dean Wilson going three three for a second. It was probably Henry Miller going nine fourteen after being on the ground in the second quarter, starting dead last. So yeah. that was definitely awesome. And now also a kind of a, a, a tip of the cap to uh, Weston Pike, who uh, got up and went uh, went up to eleventh. Had a better second moto after being down in the first corner, so uh, good on him for doing that. And um, yeah, some some pretty some pretty interesting uh, results from the 450 class. It looked like some great racing. Um, and uh, with being the last last moto of the day, that track was pretty gnarly. I'm not too sure if you or I would have been spinning some laps uh, out there at all. Oh no, no, I wouldn't have wanted to. Even even taking the trek to the top of Mount Martin, I got to the top of that, and I'm like. I don't think I would want to ride my bike up it, let alone down it. No kidding. Well, but you, you did have a bike in tow, did you not? Uh, I think I saw one of your uh, creations under the Legends and Heroes tent, which uh, under some, with some pretty cool uh, company there. Uh, did, did did the bike feel out of place at all? Uh, it definitely looked out of place. All those green ones were <laughs> were uh, crowding it pretty good, but no, there was a lot of cool bikes there. and there was the Talon Voland KX125, and there was the Jeff Emming replica that was parked next to mine on either yeah. side of it, I guess, was the two bikes. And then there was another um, PC replica, but it was a, a 250, so I don't know whose bike it was supposed to be. It had a number one on it, but it was mm-hmm. definitely a 250. But it was a good-looking, uh, good-looking bike all the way around, and uh, you know, it was kind of neat just to, to see what my hard work, you know, got me, so... There you go, a spot with the legends. I'm excited for the next heroes. one. No kidding, and we'll we'll, yeah. we'll keep that under wraps until you're uh, ready to uh, unveil it to the world. But uh, again, um, where can people go, or how how can people enter uh, the uh, the contest, and what are they slated to win from Vertex Pistons? Well, we've got one pair of tickets 
to give away for Washougal. First person to email you will um, get them, and all they have to do is answer two OEM manufacturers or, that use the Vertex piston in their bike. And there's quite a few. There's, I believe there's six uh, OEMs or maybe five OEMs altogether that, uh, that use the pistons. So uh, uh, any, anyone who sends uh, the correct information, the first person to do so, to send it to bradgebhart88 at gmail.com, uh, you will be the recipient uh, of the, uh, the, two, the two tickets to Washougal. Uh, hopefully we get our winner uh, in a short amount of time. And uh, as always, thank you so much, my friend, for coming on the show and chatting a little bit about Derp bikes well and I've, I've actually got another set of tickets that we've got posted on our vertex instagram page and okay. our vertex facebook page um if they want to go to vertex uh distance instagram or facebook there's another chance to win a, an extra set of tickets on there too Boom. So if you don't win the tickets through uh, the Big MX Radio Show, you can enter uh, on, on Instagram and uh, and get yourself to uh, one of the most picturesque uh, motocross nationals there ever has been. Is with the evergreens and uh, everyone complains about the shadows, but uh, it's got to be a great place to watch dirt bikes up there in the Pacific Northwest. So uh, uh, as always, Matt Weller, it's been a pleasure to have you on the show, my friend. Thank you so much for uh, uh making some time for us and we appreciate uh you and pivot works and vertex and hot cams and uh and, and hot rods and everyone uh that you that you work with um that, that have supported the show and uh, we look forward to working with you more in the future i appreciate it thanks for having me on um.